you need a system for absolutely every aspect of your restaurant. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to use this episode, today's episode, this very short episode, the first of the new year to convince you that I'm right. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week we toggle back and forth between a monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated marketing concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is sponsored by Virtual Restaurant Group, VRG. They offer innovative, turnkey, delivery-only brands that you're able to easily operate out of your existing restaurant with very little disruption to your current operation. So we're talking ghost kitchens, right? A a restaurant that would only be visible on third-party delivery sites as a way of driving additional revenue using the infrastructure you've already got. By adding virtual brands into your business model, you're able to diversify your revenue streams and, in the end, generate more revenue. So you've already got a kitchen, right? A staff, the space to do this. Why not maximize your square footage by adding additional brands to help you increase your bottom line? Best of all, VRG handles everything on the back end. They provide Cubo technology totally free. The very architecture of this software allows you to turn on as many brands as you want, list those brands on as many partner sites as you want, and field all of the orders through one singular tablet and printer. You're not locked into any long contracts. It's 100% free to start. VRG's flagship brand, it's called Midnight Munchies. It was one of LA's very first ghost kitchen concepts uh, and generate up to $30,000 a month just in online ordering revenue. Onboarding is super easy with recipe guides and step-by-step training for you and for your staff. Visit virtualrestaurantgroup.com slash chip and use the promo code chip2021 to get started. That link is in the show notes. Now, today we're talking about systems, right? Uh, I've talked about systems and goals in the past. I'm going to talk about priorities and goals, but I think you need to have a system for every single thing in your restaurant. And the more I work with uh, operators, right, the more I see, uh, you know, all these independent uh, restaurant owners out there, uh, the one common thread I seem to see over and over and over again is that they're working really hard. They bring lots of passion and energy uh, to the table, but what they're lacking is systems, Right, a process for doing things. Right, a process uh, for assessing the profitability of the restaurant, for uh, for for uh, you know staffing and, and and developing that staff and marketing and, and assessing what uh, and and whether that marketing is working. 
What they're missing is a system, is to, to be systematic about what they're doing. This is something that the restaurant groups and um, big restaurant chains do very, very well. That's how they uh, they make sure they're profitable and they guard that profitability by having a system. So today I want to walk you through all the different areas that I think, uh, where I think you need a system in place. And hopefully you've already got a bunch of systems in place that this is just uh, acting as a reminder, inviting you here at the beginning of the year. Right. Let's set things. Uh, let's get started on the right foot. So, uh, if you've already got a lot of there, a lot of this in place, hopefully this is just inviting you to tighten up a little bit. Uh, maybe there are areas that you have uh, that you've not touched, and this is a reminder to go in and finally uh, put a system in place. And for those of you out there that are just flying by the seat of your pants, I hope you start understanding just how much work is to be done. But the beauty part is. When you systematize something, you make it scalable, you make it replicable, which means this business can grow, which means this business doesn't need you to be there to accomplish the day-to-day-to-day operations, right? The point is, what you're trying to do is I want to get everything out of your head, out of your brain, into uh, onto a piece of paper, into a computer, into a binder. I want to get it out of your head and into your staff's heads. I want you to teach them everything you know how to do because if they know how to do what you do, then there's no need for you to be there, meaning you can remove yourself from the daily operations. We talk a lot about the daily grind. You shouldn't need to be in the daily grind. All this time spent uh, working in your business uh, means time you're not spending working on your business. So here at the beginning of the year, I'm gonna invite you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you to start working on your business as a way of really starting to remove yourself from the day-to-day. Not saying you won't continue on with the day-to-day. You can do it if you want but you don't have to do it in order for your business to stay alive. So the first thing I want to talk about is staff. Staffing obviously sort of dominated 2021. Uh, I, I, don't think it's going to go anywhere as far as a problem we're going to be dealing with. So let's start thinking about staffing, right? Specifically interviewing, hiring, and training. What's the system that you have in place for hiring somebody, right? What happens if somebody walks in and drops off a resume? What happens next? What's step one, two, three, four, five, right? Who do they hand it to? They hand it at the at the podium to a host. Uh, does the host call you right away or does the host take that and uh, say, thank you very much, we'll pass this on and we'll be in touch? Um, do you sit down with that person right away? Do you call them back? Do you email them back? What is the system when somebody comes by looking for a job? Likewise, when you place a, a help wanted ad, What's the system you have in place for writing up the job description, for getting that job posted? Uh, what's the criteria for uh, boosting that post, right? How long is it up? Uh, what do you do when the uh, the resumes start coming in? What's your first step, your second step, your third step? Do you just send an email? Do you send a, um, a text? Do you call them right away? Do you try to get them on the phone and have a kind of a pre-interview over the phone? What is the system in place for hiring new staff, right? Once you get them uh, in the front door, who interviews them? Uh, What's the structure for that interview? Uh, How many interviews do they have to go through before they're hired, right? And then when they are hired or when they're uh, invited for an observation trail, what is the process of training, right? So I've talked about this before where I want you to think about how do you get somebody uh, prepped for the first seven days, right? To be able to, over the course of a week, to be able to uh, be up to speed enough to be able to take a section, right? A station in the kitchen, section on the floor, uh, you know, shift as a bartender, whatever it is, you got to bring that person up to speed quickly. 
what is the system in, that you have in place for getting that person up to speed? Likewise, then when we look beyond that first week, how do you get them? Uh, how do you get them to where they need to be by the end of the first ninety days? Right? How do you continue their education beyond just the crash course you give them in the first week? What is the system in place for interviewing and for training your team? Right? What about for uh, for again staff development? Right. So again, like like beyond that first week, how do you continue to develop them and, and help them to grow over the course of the first 90 days? How do you help them grow from one position into another? How do you help transition a, a back waiter to a front waiter or a bus boy to a server or a bus boy to a food runner or a runner to a, a captain uh, or, or a server to a manager, a bartender to a manager, a manager to a general manager? Do you have a system in place? How do you train those people to do the things you need them to do. What do what do they need to know in order to excel in this new position, right? So it's really important to understand what they already know and what they need to know, and how you're going to get them across. How, how you're going to get them across the finish line, get them to where they need to be, right? So part of this is: Do you have a system for assessing uh, talent, right? Do you sit down? Do you do annual reviews or or, or twice annual reviews? With your team, how can you tell if somebody is uh, is ready for a move up, or is is maybe um, uh, unhappy in their current position and they really need to move up? Uh, how how do you how do you assess that, and then how do you develop them? Right, I'm inviting you to put a system into place for uh, for for hiring, assessing, and managing your your human resources, the the human capital that you've got in your place. Right, we talk a lot about uh, inst- uh, institutional memory. Right, that that if, if you've got a lot of churn, somebody comes in six months later, they're gone. People come in six months later, they're gone, or they're gone after a year. Right, that that's not helping you grow. It's not giving stability to your restaurant. So, do you have a system in place to help cultivate talent and nurture that talent and help them grow as their priorities uh, change? And we're going to talk a lot about priorities at the very end of this episode. But priorities are crucial, right? The things you wanted at twenty and thirty are different than at forty and fifty and sixty, and the same is true for your staff. How can you continue to support them and be a place that will that will support uh, their lives and the things that they want? So there, you need systems for the people, for again, assessing, uh, acquiring, uh, for training, for managing, and for developing that staff, right? You need a system for profitability. So I always talk about this 30-30-20 rule, right? If you've taken any of my programs, if you've uh, coached with me, you know what this is, right? The bottom line is whether you use my uh, my my framework or, or one on your own, you need a framework for understanding what what profit you're going after and how to guarantee that profit, right? What does profit look like, and then how do you guard against that? So I, I talk about this from time to time with my clients. I'll share it with you guys here. There are daily, weekly, and monthly uh, numbers that I want you to be able to track, right? And I want you to put a system in place for uh, for capturing these numbers and for assessing these numbers, for analyzing these numbers. So on the daily basis, every single day, I want you to look at revenue from the day before, your cover counts from the day before, and then your check average, right? Check average is just your um, uh, just your gross sales divided by the number of covers who came in, right? That's going to give you your per head average. On average, how much did, uh, did a person spend when they walk in, 
right? I think you want to uh, you want to know what that's like on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. What's that like on a Thursday or a Friday on a Saturday night, right? Is it trending up or down, right? On Mondays, is it pretty steady? Uh, Wednesdays, is it going down? Thursdays, is it is it uh, is it going down as well? Fridays, is it increasing? Why is it increasing on Fridays and going down on Thursdays? If you track this every single day, you'll be able to assess. Right and analyze that, but without the data, right? right? It's that Peter Drucker quote: "What gets measured gets managed." If you're not measuring it, how can you possibly manage it? So, on a daily basis, I want you to um, I want you to track revenue covers and uh, the per head average. On a weekly basis, I want you to look at your food cost percentage and your labor cost percentage. Right together, those make up your prime costs. Right, and I want you to understand uh, where they are. If they're trending up or down, are you able to manage them? And what is the relationship? to overall revenue, right? That's how you guard profitability, by making sure those numbers, those percentages stay tethered to the revenue that you're driving in your restaurant. And then finally, on a monthly basis, you gotta be doing a P&L, right? So the bigger uh, bigger restaurants, anybody with an accountant or a bookkeeper, uh, certainly the restaurant groups do this, big restaurant chains do this, they look at their P&L, right? The other piece to this is, uh, is the budgets, right? You need pro formas, you need to build a budget for your quarter, for your year. And then you need to uh, balance them, right? You need to measure them against the actual P&L. So what did you think you were gonna make when you made your projections? And in actuality, what did you make? The beauty part of this is that over time, you're gonna get better and better and better. And you're never gonna get perfect. You're never gonna, you know, uh, you're never gonna project. You're never gonna guess exactly right. But you're gonna get closer and closer and closer. The more uh, historical data you have and the better you get at analyzing all this. So you need to put budgets together either quarterly or annually, right? And you need to constantly be using those budgets to do your payroll. You need to uh, give those numbers, right? Set budgets uh, for your kitchen to order food, to your uh, beverage director to order wine and, and, and spirits. Uh, and beer, right? You need to hold them accountable to that so you can guard that profitability. So do you know what sort of profit margin uh, you're making or you can make? And do you have a system in place for keeping that, for guarding that, right? For assessing the profitability in your restaurant, right? This is super, super important. So even if you, if you're the only things you take away from this episode are that you need a system for, uh, for identifying, acquiring, assessing, training, and developing your staff, and you need a system in place for guarding the profitability of your restaurant, if you only take away those two things, I will be I will be very happy. I've got a couple of more topics though when we come back. I promised you this episode was gonna be power packed, super quick, because you got way too much to do now to get geared up for the year ahead. Uh, I'd rather keep this really uh, short and actionable so that you can spend the rest of your time um, actually putting this stuff into action. So be right back with some more after a word from another one of our sponsors. Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. They're breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges and serving up their most comprehensive technology solution yet. It's called Pop Menu Max. It comes with the previous ingredients that you've heard me talk about on this podcast, right? Uh, websites designed with SEO in mind, marketing tools to keep you top of mind with guests, and of course, their patented interactive menu technology. Now, this new recipe brings automated phone answering, third-party online order aggregation, wait listing, and more, all of that to the table. So Pop Menu's phone answering technology has your phones ringing covered, right? No need to worry about it anymore. With AI, artificial intelligence, the simple questions that, that used to keep your uh, your phone line tied up, 
can now be handled without pulling a staff member off the floor from your in-person hospitality to answer the phones. No more missed reservations, no more uh, worrying about uh, if they know the hours or if you're missing revenue. And that's just the beginning. You have a passion for food, right? Pop Menu has a passion for technology. Together, it's a recipe for restaurant success. Now, even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry, and Pop Menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket, and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me, if you're a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next level. Now, for a limited time only, get $100 off your first month, plus you get to lock in one unchanging monthly rate. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim this offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month at popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, this week's episode is all about putting systems in place, right? You need a system for everything in your restaurant. We talked about the people. You need a system for the people. We talked about profits. You need a system for profits. Now let's talk about marketing. You need uh, you need a system uh, for marketing. Otherwise, you're just going to do stuff to do stuff, right? You're just going to be you're going to just be doing what the restaurant down the street does. You're going to be doing what you did last year. You're going to be doing uh, what what you think you should be doing, rather then tethering it to a problem and a goal. What's the problem? What's the goal? What do we need to do to get us to that place, right? So when we talk about marketing, you need a budget, right? And that's tied into your uh, your budget projections. You should have a set dollar amount every single month that you spend on budget, uh, on, on your uh, marketing. And you split it up however you want to split it up. But it's the same, it, it, it's a number every single month. doesn't have to be the same number, but it's a number every single month. It is a set number, right? You set it at the beginning of the month and you spend it all. Don't don't get halfway through the month and be like, well, if I save a little money, uh-uh. Commit yourself to spending it all. And I'll tell you, we're going to talk about this in a preview, on a, an episode down the line. We're going to talk about marketing budgets. We're going to talk about the um, uh, kind of the philosophy behind setting a budget and then spending all of your budget. Trust me, you're going to thank me when we get to that when we get to that episode. But when we talk about budgeting, I want you to set a budget. I want you to set an agenda. I want you to build a marketing plan. We've gone over this in the past, right? I've talked about this before. You need a marketing plan, right? Seven different steps, seven sections that help uh, that help assess what you're doing, it helps assess your market so that you and the people who work around you and for you can better, um, uh, can better assess, uh, can better understand uh, who you are and who you're for, what problem you're trying to solve, um, um, your value proposition, right? Why somebody should choose you over one of the competitors. Um, uh, it helps you understand your uh, your communication strategy, right? Uh, what is your value and then how do you communicate that value to the people you're trying to serve, right? So you need a marketing plan, you need a marketing budget, and finally you need a marketing calendar. I've got the marketing calendar, I've given it away, I will give it away again. Email me, chip at chipclose.com, C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E.com. It's a template, you bend it to do whatever you want. Uh, I use it every single year. I use it uh, for all of my clients every single year. I will happily give it away. All you gotta do is email me and I will send it to you. So you need a budget, you need a plan, and you need a calendar. You need to stay organized all year long, every step of the way. As we move along then, right? I mentioned Peter Drucker earlier in the episode. He's famous for saying, what gets measured gets managed. And he's absolutely right. If you're not measuring it, 
How can you possibly manage it? You don't know if it's up or down or trending in, in a certain direction or, or staying the same or stagnant. You've got to look at the numbers. And if you say you're not a numbers person, uh, I'm going to push back and say, uh, unfortunately, you're in business. And so you need to be a numbers person. I'm not a numbers person either. I'm horrible at math. I just work really, really hard to be able to understand what I need to understand in order to do my job well, right? So you need to track everything because what gets measured gets managed. You need to set goals and you need to figure out how you assess success, right? What does success look like? I've talked a lot about profitability, right? What's the number you need and what does that number signify? Why is that important, right? Profit is nice, right? I mean, more profit, more money, it's all great, but it's worthless unless you know what it gets you. If it gets you stability, security, uh, financial freedom, a better house, uh, uh, the ability to, to uh, put in for your, uh, your kid's college fund, right? All of this. How do we set goals, right? What do we want? What, what, and wh how do we get there? What, what, is that, what does that really mean? What does that dollar amount mean? So how do you have a, do you have a system in place for assessing that? for taking, uh, for, for uh, setting your priorities, right? So I, I always talk about this, right? That uh, systems and goals and priorities and goals. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I've talked about this in the past. Uh, again, I've, I use Peter Drucker as the jumping off point on this, right? But you need a goal, right? Every, every uh, action should be tethered to a, a problem. Every problem should have a goal. And then a series of actions gets you from the problem spot to the goal spot, right? From, from, uh, from unprofitable to profitable. Those are specific. Those are specific places. I am here and this is unprofitable. I need to get to there, which is profitable, right? What am I already doing to try to get me there? What's working? What's not working? And what else can I try to try and get me there, right? That's a system you put in place for achieving a goal. And then you need a system for assessing the success of whatever action you're doing. Again, what gets measured gets managed. How long are you going to do it? What budget? And what's the criteria that you're using to determine whether it was successful or not? Finally, then, I want you to think about every single task in your restaurant, all of the daily tasks, right? Is there a system uh, for uh, when, when new staff members come in to work the shift? Meaning, do you have side worksheets? Do you have, uh, do you have prep sheets for your cooks? Uh, do they know their meats? Do they know their setup? Uh, do they understand uh, what they're supposed to prep when they come in? What a, what a dish is supposed to look like? Do you have a system for assessing uh, assessing the knowledge base of your team? How do you judge whether a bartender really knows the food and the drinks? How, how do you how do you do that? How do you tell whether the server uh, knows the food well enough to be on the floor? Whether they have the the requisite um, uh, product knowledge uh, to be a successful salesman in your restaurant? Because that's what they are. They are in sales. They got to know that. How do you assess that? You need a system for that. You need a system for all of the daily tasks, for cleaning up, for taking inventory, for placing orders, for getting the dining room set, uh, for dealing with returned food, for all of this. You need to think about it. They call it, you know, SOPs, Standard Operating Procedure. When this happens, this is what we do. When this happens, this is what we do. If you don't have SOPs, I would I would urge you to take a, take take some time now in January and February when it gets a little bit slower for most restaurants and start putting these into place. And no, you don't have to do them all yourself. You can certainly delegate them. You can delegate them to your managers, to your partners, to your hourly staff. Right? Uh, how does the barista set up the uh, the coffee station? 
have them write it down. What what are all the things you do in the morning when you get set? It's going to help you in case that guy gets sick. Then you can plug somebody else in there. Or, God forbid, if they move on to a new job, you're going to be able to hire somebody new and give them the SOP. This is what we do in order to set up the station. This is what we do in order to make a cappuccino. This is what we do when we break down the station at the end of the night. You need a system for everything in your restaurant. If you want to know the difference between a failing restaurant and a successful restaurant, a restaurant uh, that scales, this is it, right? If you can write it all down, what you do, how you do it, and why the way you do it matters, then it can be replicable. And then it can be scalable. Then you can open another one and another one and another one. Or you can remove yourself and have someone else come in and run it for you. Again, when we talk about systems and goals, this is why we do it. When we talk about priorities and goals, this is all tethered to this, right? I want you to think, as we we just head into the new year now, it's such a great time, right? A blank slate, blank canvas for you to think about the year ahead. And I want you to think about what your priorities are. I want you to think about what your priorities were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. They have changed, undoubtedly. My priorities have changed uh, from when I was 20 to 30 to 40. Now in my 40s, my, my life looks very different. The priorities, the things that are important to me are very, very different. Undoubtedly, they are for you and also for your staff. This is all connected. You need a system at the end of the year or the beginning of the year for assessing where you are and what you want in life. So that's the last system. This is what I meant. I said this earlier, we're gonna come here, we're gonna land here, we're gonna end here. But I want you to know, I want to, I want to ask you, what's the system you put into place for assessing whether the things you're doing are working and whether the things you're doing are still what you want? I hope you understand what I'm talking about. I hope you guys had a really great holiday season. I hope you're geared up for the year ahead. If you haven't done so yet, please take a few minutes and leave us a a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us boost in the rankings. Uh, We we are consistently listed in the top 100 marketing podcasts on Apple Podcasts, so our community is growing. I know all those reviews are making a difference, and I can't thank you enough. That's it for today. You need a system for everything in your restaurant. I know it's busy work, but delegate, bring on partners and teams get it done. I want to thank you for being here today and I will see you next week.